Hi folks, thank you so much for downloading this episode of a work in progress D&D podcast, a creative experiment of sorts. I'd like to mention that this podcast is not for children. Now, why don't we jump into this adventure? Hi folks, welcome to another episode of a work in progress D&D podcast. As always, we start with the first son of our family. Hi, I'm Sean, and I play Alex Arcadius, the Artificer Armorer Human. And then we go over to the third son of our family. Hi, it's Ryan, and I play Pine Decidery, the Tiefling Paladin of the Ancients. And we go to your second son, myself, Eric, the DM, GM, and everyone else, once again, within this same world. Except these two. I don't play their characters. That'd yeah. be weird. That'd be, That'd be weird. Very strange, me playing all, <laughs> all this by myself. All right. Well, why don't we just very quickly jump right into this episode. Let's go. All right. Time for a recap. Last time, our adventurers had enacted a plan. A plan that would take place after slash during a feast held in their honor for defending the northernmost farm of the Green Duchy. This feast had food from all over the duchy itself, various different vegetable options, as well as a couple delicacies from the uh, Indigo Duchy, such as oysters, where our uh, trio have, well, trio, I should say, Edmund discovered uh, a pearl, and so did everyone else. It It was a lovely time. But once... Everyone had started to go off to bed while some guardsmen were still uh, enjoying their festivities. Our heroes disguised themselves with magic, both in disguise and invisible, went down to the dungeon to try and have a chat with the incarcerated Roma Owl Eye. In an attempt to try and talk with the wizard, it was it was very hard getting any word in or any word out of the wizard, no matter how much hard, how hard they tried. Until eventually, the familiar of Roma had hopped into the jail with a note for our adventurers, denoting a little meeting spot, potentially, for them to go and visit. So with that, they left the keep, found the little meeting spot in the woods around, and encountered... The great horned owl that was following them, as well as the owl familiar of Roma, as they were holding Roma's staff. And then it was revealed to them that the great horned owl was, in fact, a disguised Roma owl eye. They began to chat and talk about how the actual conspirator behind the whole plague and such is actually Father Carth Preston. Why? Not entirely sure, but. Roma knew that they would have to hide themselves once they figured out it was the priest. Because they knew that it wouldn't be long before something like the inevitable just happened. And just as they were about to finish or tell Roma about exactly how and why they are currently in the possession of the Green Duchy signet ring and how it is they know about the lost grandson of the duke is when from the forest they heard the voice of blue a blue rat in a 
musketeer hat, uniform, and rapier, letting him know that the boy Siegfried had been captured. And that is where we are. We currently find ourselves, our adventurers, standing with Roma Owl Eye, her little elf owl familiar, and on a little tree stop near them is a little blue rat named Cheese. And sorry, a little blue rat named Blue, daughter of Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Hello, adventurous. I've come to tell you that the boy Siegfried has been captured. Ah! Again? I mean, I mean, like, ah. again, again. Like, we know that he was, uh... <laughs> yes, this is true, and I have come to find you. And Blue had a, or a Cheese had a daughter? Yes. Wait, yeah. how long has it been? How have... This, this is a lot to take in. Uh, <laughs> Roma, by the way, talking rats, they were our friends. They're the reasons we were able to find Siegfried. Uh, anyway, go on. <laughs> Roma just kind of like holds up a hand and is just like nodding along. Well, you see, since you last rescued Siegfried, it has been roughly about two, almost three years within where we come from. And in that time, he has grown very strong and very brave. But, unfortunately, um, it we of the kingdom Rodensia, of the house's cheese, spud, and ale, with our king, King Boss, were not able to defend Siegfried, nor the house of the Grey Lady from the entity known as Iron Hands. So, um, it has been... Bequeathed unto me to come and find you, to bring you back, so that you may rescue Siegfried once again. Does Iron Hands ring a bell? Yeah, does it? It should. Yeah, it it does. Why does that ring a bell? Who is history? Can I roll? Yeah, I, why don't I you don't... roll a history or intelligence check or something like that? Oh boy, I'm real good at those. If if uh, Alex, you'd also like to do that, or if you have. Something in your notes you're currently looking for, that is why. I'm looking through my notes. I'm trying to remember. That name sounds familiar, but fuck it. I'll just roll it. That's a, a uh, 17. Okay, I'll see what Alex rolls first, and then I will. It's history, you said? History, intelligence, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you'd like to roll to remind yourself Ooh. of whatever. 19 on the roll, uh, plus 4, 23. Okay, so 17 and 23. Yes, as you guys are given this name from Blue... You are thrown back to the time when you overheard the Mean Locks talking mean locks, right. about how Iron Hands wanted Siegfried. I wrote that somewhere. I swear it did. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I gotta go throw all my notes again. Yeah, so <laughs> whoever this Iron Hands is, it seems they still have had interest in the boy, and it seems that now they have actually caught the boy. So. Oh, uh, boy. <sighs> oh, boy, indeed. So... I have come to co collect you so that we may head back to the Grey Lady's hut and rescue the boy. Okay. Well, uh, Roma, are you getting all this? I am. And I feel like, I feel like I'm reading a fairy. I feel like I've just been thrown into a fairy tale, honestly. Well, this is a lot of fae business. Yes, I can see. It was a fairy tale when we basically went in the Grey Wilds, right? Is that what they're called? Yes, yeah. so the, the Grey okay, Wilds, yeah. the most eastern yeah. part of yeah. the map, and the Rainbow Coast. Like, so you, so if I'm understanding this, you have actually gone and ventured into the Grey Wilds and actually came back. 
Yes, indeed. So, just to sum up, we went into a basement, we found the rats, they told us to save the child, we went through a door that got us to the Grey Wilds, and we walked through the Grey Wilds where we found a snow fae, a Sakura spirit who still owes me stuff, uh, a golden bear that gave us inspiration, and then we found a cave with the mean locks. We defeated the mean locks where we heard about the iron hands, right? Yeah, iron hands. Uh, we defeated the mean locks, we saved the kid who was under a curse, we took him to the lady, she told us to take him to a spring, to heal the kid, and we went back, given the gave to get back to the old lady. Uh, he, the kid gave us the ring. We came back out, and we marched all the way here. <sighs> and most importantly, the spirit of tranquility was a giant capybara. That was my favorite part. That's weirdly really the only thing that seems to make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it seems you two really are the most capable to do. Well, this job and even maybe saving our duchy. Well, if if there's anything I do know, it's supposedly that time within anything related to fey magic sometimes doesn't follow the same laws of time on our plane. So I'd imagine... Yeah, I'm still trying to process that. <laughs> two to almost three years since you last ventured there. Indeed. And it's only been, what, maybe a week? Has it only been a week? Probably has. A couple of days to get there. A couple of days. Possibly maybe R- two. Roughly a week. A week or two? Roughly a week. A week or two? So I can yeah, and not to mention when we went in there the first time to save the kid and come back out, it was probably only like a few minutes. No, I think it was about, was it at least a day? Like a, or maybe it was a few minutes. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I can only hope that you going in on this quest won't take as much time as we experience here. So this might end up working out. So if it's possible that you can do rescue Siegfried and we still can somehow maybe even foil the plot of Father Preston before my supposed burning tomorrow, we might be able to save the duchy before the townsfolk even realize anything is up. Yes, Mm -hmm. maybe. Although they might already be aware of the burning, but at least we can maybe try and set that straight. This is... And I thought me following you as an owl and trying to create this sort of secrecy was was strange. Yes, we're quite convoluted. Well, um, I guess the question being how you are getting back to the Grey Wilds. Oh, I have the solution for that. And he watches Blue pulls out from their uniform this, like, half-burnt black candle. This is a black candle, and we light the flame... And then we just think about where we need to go, and it will take us there. Do you have a way to light it? She starts, like, patting around <laughs> her pockets like, unfortunately, no. Well, I might have a way. Oh, that is good. I can either do two things. One, I can use my ring and maybe control flame in a way if there's, like, any leftover, any leftover embers or something, because I assume you had to light it to get in and out. Well, since I put it within my uniform, I, uh... Had to make sure it was completely out so it did not burn me. That is true. But... Well, in that case... Oh, what? If you have any way to start flame, I... We can head off post-haste. Well, the only other thing I can do is create a firebolt, but try to control... Maybe a combination of firebolt, control, flame, just to light it. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. All right, now I'm just gonna flip my hands. Okay, come to me, you two. Oh, uh, before we go, Roma, are you interested in coming with us? Uh... No, I think it's best if I stay here to sort of watch over the duchy to see if Father Preston might do anything tonight. 
This sounds more like your adventure, not so much mine. I should probably stay here. All right, sounds good. 18 in persuasion, please! <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn! So, Pine just grabs Alex by the collar and says, Come on! Oh, come on! We could use the help! As much as I would agree, we can handle this. We need eyes back here anyway. The candle is burning, you two! We must hurry! All right, fine, we're going! All right, and you think really hard about the gray lady's hut and you get this strange sensation of your whole body just being like stretched and pulled but also thinned out at the same time and it's just noodification going through a back hole yeah and it's like this strange thing and actually as that happens and you find yourself like you almost kind of like it feels like a slap and you're suddenly like rubber band back to your bodies and you find yourself within the gray wilds and I need you both to roll a constitution saving throw for me. Constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Uh, where is that? There it is. Okay, I'm good at that. And I am good at that. 25. Okay. 18 plus 6. 1. Oh. <laughs> What's that? Yep, that's a natural 1. Pine, Ugh. as your body rubber bands back into its physical self after being literally teleported miles and almost planar, you just get this absolutely oh. churning, unstoppable force <laughs> as you just wretch. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. <sighs> oh, okay. There we go. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, that is damn oysters. <laughs> I thought that would happen to me. Yes. That is oh. a potential side effect of uh, teleporting via Black Candle. Um. I'm going to prefer the door. Well, <sighs> here we are. We're about... Oh, we're probably not as close as we could be, but that's, I guess, you know, we took a couple seconds. Um, But if you follow me, we shall be right at the Great Lady's Hut cottage. So you start walking, and as you start going, can you guys roll a perception check for me? Sure. <laughs> Hopefully I won't Ew. vomit. <laughs> Ew, that's not good. Six. I'll do you one better. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a six. That's the joke. Luckily, Blue is paying attention. And as <laughs> you two are literally about to step through some foliage, because you can see sort of the, the cottage, like, through the trees, and you're about to step, she's like, Wait, you two, wait. Eh? Shh. Eh? Shh. We are not alone. And she kind of, like, gets down, rummages through the foliage. Oh, mad. It seems... Some of Iron Hands' minions are still keeping guard over the Grey Lady's cottage. It seems three red caps are keeping watch. Uh, Pine, if you would like to make a... Let's go Arcana or Nature check with advantage for me. I was going to say, did Blue say bear? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Either way, it's still minus one. With advantage, it's a 14. 14. You know, you recognize the term red cap as they are sort of malicious types of fae. In particular, they are brought around by, um, whereas, whereas boggles are brought around through strong emotions of loneliness, red caps are brought about through strong emotions of violence. Uh, in particular, they're known for the red caps because they dye their caps in the blood of their enemies. Particularly also known for their heavy iron boots and their sometimes large either hand sickles or pulled sickles 
rather nasty, violent, fae-like creatures. And it seems there are some keeping guard over the Grey Lady's cottage. Oh, those things are nasty little buggers. Well, it seems there are three of them, and there are three of us. What say we give them the old one, two, three? Sounds good. You're... How confident are you in your fighting? I mean, I honor you as a knight, but... And just sounded like, writes a big, like, Zoro-esque but B in the, uh, <laughs> in, like, the bark of a tree next to you. I can assure you, I am a very competent combatant. Is that B or 13? It... <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a B. Anyway. Okay. B for blue. Right, I got it. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, let's roll a quick well, stealth I think check. Before... Oh, stealth check. Armor Wait, what did you want to do, Alex? Well, I was going to activate my armor. Okay. Although I feel like that's going to give us away, so I'll wait on that. Yeah, so here, let's just roll a quick stealth check. This is going to see if uh, you guys are able to maybe get a drop on them. Uh, stealth is plus two. Uh, who knows? A 12 on the roll, plus two. 14. Nine. And a 10 for blue. Uh, unfortunately, oh as you run, th- as you leap through the bushes, the red caps are alerted to your presence beforehand. So we're just going to roll initiative. Oh, barrel goodness. I did not. <laughs> Wait, don't tell me you all. And not, like, terribly. Okay. Well, I, roll, I roll a natural one. Okay, oh. yeah, I rolled 12. Okay. That's okay, because I pre-rolled the red caps, and the only one of them rolled above a one so <laughs> all right well let's get into some combat no oh boy fighting some nasty evil fae or, Back up. you know more violently opposed fae i guess i can show uh they're basically like really evil looking gnomes with a big um, old sickle sickle and cap so as you burst through you see these these three red cats like <laughs> and they start rushing at you. So, uh, Pine, you are actually up first. Oh, wonderful. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, I'll probably run up to the closest one. Okay. We'll say that is red cap number three. And I will... Let's see here. What do I want to do? You know what? First, as a bonus action, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. All right, so your AC is up by two. Yep, and then I'm going to be running at... Uh, that one and take him two swipes. All right, roll your two attacks for me. This is with the long sword. Yep. That is, let's see, a 25. That is a hit. And a 14. That is also a hit. Nice. That's 2d8. <sighs> Unfortunate. That is together 12 points of slashing damage 12 points of slashing damage that's pretty decent as you run up and slash slash no wait nine points sorry nine (sighs) points of slashing damage okay like that seemed high for what i rolled no worries so you come in and just get across the shoulder and then down the leg as you've cut into this uh red cap do you want to make oh no you already used your bonus action i use my bonus action for the spell yes. uh so that red cap will actually make three attacks against you which um 17 was the highest does that hit you nope okay because i all, have plus two yeah, yeah plus two all three scythe attacks go whoosh, 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 as you're able to like dodge duck parry a couple and it is just like 
this big grin that starts to like go into a bit more of an angry uh, grimace as it, it cannot seem to hit you. But now it is Blue's turn, and Blue is going to run up and attack the same one that you attacked, Pine. Uh, oh my gosh. 8 plus 4. It's 12. 12. Damn, that is just shy. Uh, but she will make a second attack, and 12 plus uh, 4. So 16. That is going to hit. So Blue will and six points of damage to that one. That's pretty good. Nice. So, and then it is going to be the second Red Cap's turn, and it's going to go after you, Pine. And once again, well, all three attacks, highest being an 18. Which still misses. That still misses. Wow. Okay, yeah. Yep. Second Red Cap runs up and starts... My AC's at 19. Dashing and dodging and ducking Wait, and weaving. AC's what? 19. Oh, okay. And then the third red cap will actually go against you, Alex. So it's going to make three okay. attacks against you. All right. Does a 16 hit you? Nope. That was the highest out of all those. So yeah, it um runs up and cannot make a single attack against you as you're dodging and ducking and weaving. Uh, now, Alex, it is your turn. Yeah, take a look at a 17 and plus two with my shield. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, first thing I want to do, armor up! <laughs> so finally, I get to show my Mark II armor. So, same thing as last time. Like, you see runes in my veins going through my body. Mm. Uh, and the difference is, it has a more cyan. It still remains silver, but like a tint of cyan. Okay. Uh, the shoulder uh, shoulder armor has like a bit of like a f sharp fins on these sides. And the helmet uh, also has like the bullet fin on mm. top. And also my faceplate now has like a... Kind of like a little bit of open vents. Kind of like a... I think... Well, Shredder's... I'm, I'm trying to think of like Shredder's one where it had like open vents. I think it was from the movies. But yeah, basically yeah. it has like open vents on there. Gotcha. Yeah. And bam! I land. Oh, and uh, I'm going to pick... You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go physical. I'm going to use the Guardian. Yeah, do it. Nice. Yes. So, I am going to... Oh, does that use one of my actions to bring out my armor? You know what? I was going to say you did it, like, as you're running in. So, like, okay. you have, like, your full set. That's that's a free thing putting your armor on for me. I think it technically might be a bonus action. You know what? Uh, let me see. It's just, I'm going to say it's a free action for you to, like, activate it and do that thing. Because, like, I don't know. Okay. It's cool. It's it's the it's thematic. And it's... Uh, it says an action. I'll... I'll... Allow it. No, I'm so, gonna rule of cool no. it. Okay, rule of right, cool. Fine. Okay, and I guess for my bonus action, because after reading a bunch of the Titan Stone Knuckles, I'm going to enlarge myself. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, so you see, like the rooms come on my body. I start like flexing a bit, and then I just grow and grow and grow, going full mecha. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I am now a mecha bitch. Yeah. Mark two armor, mecha version. All right. So right. you now can make you deal an extra d4 of damage when you hit with uh, an attack. Yes. Yeah. So. So I. So it's a d8 for my physical and add d4. Yes. But I still got to roll the hit. Yes, you yep. do. Okay. So. Uh, oh yeah. Um. So the which one hasn't been dealt much damage? Uh, number three is the one is the only one that's taken damage. Uh, number one is directly in front of you. And then number number two and three are on uh, pine and blue, and then number one is on you. And the only one that's okay, taking I'll... damage is number three. So all right, then I'll attack that one. Which one? Uh, the one closest to me. Okay, number one. The one, one, I believe. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh oh. Um. 
Oh, actually, what do I add? Uh, it's like the I same think... attack as like with your um. It's the still blasters. Text. A what? I think it's the same like spell attack almost. I think so. I, I don't know. Okay, so I would add my spell. Yeah, spell attack. Yeah, it's like a melee spell attack, which I'm still gonna okay. let you do the uh, enlarge on it since it's like basically your weapons. So yeah. Well, so I would add my spell attack bonus to this then. I believe so. Yeah. Let's just use yeah. that for for now. We can check each later if we need to. Okay. Counts as a simple melee weapon. Oh, well, each of the armor's gauntlets count as a simple melee weapon while you aren't holding anything in it. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. so I guess it would be your strength. My strength? Okay. Yeah, your strength. So your strength plus proficiency. Okay, so that's plus three, plus two, that's five. Plus five. Well, a seven, so 13? That's exactly... Oh, jeez. It's AC. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm going to roll to enlarge yeah. just so I remember. Because... I actually just realized I could do that today. All right, so it's 1d8 plus... Plus 1d4 plus your... Plus strength as well. Okay. Oh, two on that. Four on the plus four. Okay, so two, four, and three. So four, three. Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. That's pretty good. That's your first attack? Yep. All right, make your second one. Okay, second one. Uh, that's, jeez, I'm rolling low on these, but it's still a, oh, it's 13 again. There we go, no, perfect. Wait. No, that can't be right. 11? Oh, no, it is 13. Okay. Alright, cool. Roll your damage again. Oh, jeez. 4, 4, and 3, so 11 points. 11 points of damage, very nice. Alright, so I'm just gonna go a little bit, like, light my hands, time to spark it up! <laughs> and you just slam down into this... Uh, red cap as you punch across his face one and then slam down on his cap of the other and just big booms of thunder crash out around. Does your armor have an additional effect as well? Yeah, well, yes. For the thunder gauntlets, a creature hit by the gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you Ooh. until the start of your next turn. Okay. Well, that's good to know. All right, well, back to... And, yep, go ahead. Yeah, but that second attack counts as my extra attack, correct? Yes. Yeah. Either way. All right, and Pine, we're back to the top of the round. It's your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to focus my attention on the red cap that is not damaged. Okay, red cap number two. Yes. All right. So I'm going to make my first strike against. That is uh, 14. That's a hit. And I'll just roll for the second one. That's uh, 21. That's a hit. So the two longsword hits... That is 11 points of slashing damage from those two. Okay. And then I'll go for a third, my bonus action slash with my scimitar. Yep. That is a 25. That's a hit. That's going to be a d6. Ooh, nice. That's nine points of slashing. Nice. Well done. You cut in one, two, and then slash up for three as things just starts like spooling blood you watch as it takes its hat off and starts wiping its like cuts with it puts it back on dripping blood and just has this big old nasty toothy grin at you like <laughs> and i give it a big old nasty toothy grin back perfect uh red cap number three is actually going to make uh run back over at you pine uh and try to make some attacks at you uh oh that's one hit so that's four and six naturally and then 18 plus Six. Does that hit? Yeah. That hits. All right. So this is going to be two d four plus four, um, three, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 
11 points of slashing damage as it goes to one, two, but then is able to like quickly reach back and cut you with its scythe. And it just like takes it back, smears your blood on its cap, and just keeps like that nasty grin. Okay. And I. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, I roll. Yeah, uh, 12. All right. Blue's going to run up on that one. That's uh is gonna be a hit with the first attack for blue. Natural twenty on the second hit for blue. Oh, no! oh my gosh. Uh let me roll that first one. Ooh, eight plus two is ten points of damage. Alright, and then we'll do the crit. That's three plus four, seven plus two is eight. Is nine points of damage that thing is now looking mighty hurt as it turns around starts to stare at blue and blue's like do not turn your back on me blue knight of rodencia and now it is red cat number two's turn it is going to make three attacks against you pine as you just attacked it um does a 19 hit you yes okay it just hits. just hits. 19 and then a 14 plus six is a 20 total all right, so that's two attacks against you by red cap number two. Uh, the first attack is eight points of damage, and the second attack is uh, nine points of damage. So it slashes in you twice, misses with a third, but then you see it still wipe its like blood on its hat. That seems to be what they do when they get some blood on their sickle, and they seem to like invigorate them a little bit. Mm-hmm. You still have both. Made both constitution saving throws. All right, nicely done. Uh, and then this red cap is going to go... Uh, actually, I had it go first, but it tied with your AC. Alex, so why don't I have you go first this time on red cap number one? All right, that's still the one that's close to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to do one of my attacks on him. Okay. Let's roll now. Uh, nine plus three. Uh, 14. 14's a hit. Okay. Once again. Oh, jeez. Okay, four plus two plus three. Again, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. All right. Definitely looking quite hurt now. All right. I'm going to use my other attack. Uh, which one is not... Uh, one of the other ones. Which one is not uh, critical? Uh, red cap number three is in, like, pretty... In almost critical condition. Red cap number two is probably the healthiest one right now. All right. I'll... Okay, then I'll attack that one. Okay, cool. Ooh, that's a much higher roll. That's a, definitely a 23, so that's going to definitely Yep, hit. that definitely hits. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why I'm not a physical brawler in this form. But uh, 4 plus 3 is 7 points of damage, but that one has disadvantage on attacks if it's not attacking me. Understood. Cool. All right, and now this uh, red cap number 1 is going to make 3 attacks on you, Alex. Uh, 18 plus 6. 18 plus 6, 24. 24, so that's going to hit you, Alex. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That is me. Okay, cool. That is just one of the three attacks that hit you. So it is going to hit okay. you with its scythe uh, for eight points of damage. Okay. And then you'll need to make a constitution saving throw to keep up your enlarged state. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, 18. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. All right, cool. It doesn't get too much blood out of you, so it like has nothing to like rub up against its cap, and it's kind of angry <laughs> about that. Pine, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to continue attacking the one that I attacked last time. So All right, number two. two. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so... Ugh, that one's just a 10 on the first hit. Yeah, it's not going to hit. Second hit. That's a uh, 19. Yep. And you know what? I'm going to throw a smite into this one. Yeah, do it. Smite these... Smite these. Yeah. Red Deliver your caps. flavor of smite. Yep. And that should be. Yeah, I'm just gonna use a first 
level spell slot, so that's okay. just 2d8. Got it. So, let me see. 17 points of damage. Nice. Is that one still standing? Oh, just barely. Oh, it's just barely standing up. Then I'll... I slashed it with a blinding, verdant light of my smite. (sighs) Slightly blinding it, and then for the... Really? This is where I get the natural 20? (laughs) (laughs) Right when he's close to death! (laughs) Right when he's close to death with my offhand scimitar. It's guaranteed now. Yep. So, with that... All ones. You know what? Since it doesn't really matter, I'll keep the one that flew out of mine, because it's two sixes plus three, so it's 15 points of slashing damage. Yeah, you absolutely just, like, go in, miss the one, it starts laughing at you, you light up your blade with brilliant verdant energy, slash across its face, it's blinded and cut, and it's like, doesn't know where it's going on, and it's screaming, and then you use that momentum turn around and backhand slice with your scimitar its head flies off and at the same time its body like erupts in blood red flames that like follow its body and the only thing that ting 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 is like this metal tooth uh is the only thing remaining (laughs) from this uh red cap as it dies and uh yeah that's uh red cap number two is gone nice yeah uh, red right. cap number three though sees that and it's like going to once again run away from blue which also gives her an attack of opportunity uh, which she misses sadly uh, and it's going to attempt to run up and try to basically drop kick you pine with its big <laughs> iron boots does it have disadvantage because I hit with my thunder gauntlet no this is number three the one you the other one you hit is the one he just killed oh no I thought yeah no, oh, yeah, I hit three and then two. Like, whatever one was closest to me, I hit first, and then I hit yeah, two on my Yeah, so that was number attack. one, and then number one, two is the other one. And then number two is the Oh, okay. Yeah, number three was... Okay, three is the other one. Okay, never mind. Yes, uh, so, Ryan, uh, Pine, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh-oh. Five. Five? Five. Okay, Pine... You watch as this thing runs up to you, and it's not subtle. These are massive iron boots, but you watch as with incredible dexterity, it leaps up. And because they're like maybe half your height, they leap up and just it drop kicks you with these massive iron boots. And you take. You take 20 points of bludgeoning damage, and you are knocked prone. Uh, correction, I'm knocked out. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> you see, you get walloped by this. It just like, like ah! and it runs up and just drop kicks you as you are just immediately going, oh, K.O. My God, I am sorry. As you are, I had 19 just, health. You do this awesome like whirling dirge, <laughs> button, like ha, and ah. this one goes, ah, boom, <laughs> just right in the chest, laid flat out, and blue runs. I was like, no, runs up. Okay, that is uh, a 14, and that is an 18 plus that. So she will run up. That's a, that's, that's uh, 7 plus 2 is 9. Hold on. I got to do this math real quick. And then 2 plus 3. Yeah, okay. And you watch as blue runs up. This thing has, like, slammed you on the ground. Is like, look, looming over you. And you can't see it because you're unconscious. Or, like, as you fade out, you watch as this thing, like, this blue blur just runs up onto its shoulders and stabs it right in the neck. So, like, you just see this thing falling over. You're, like, <laughs> fading into consciousness. So there's only one left. Alex, what do you want to do? 
It is now your turn. Okay, how bad is the last one? It's like, it's looking rough. You know, that, that half health-ish half health. saying. Uh, I don't think, uh, all right. Well, I guess, I don't know if it gave me, well, no, I can do that. All right, well, I'm gonna run up to, uh, or run, I stomp. <laughs> I'm coming back! Right. <laughs> I'll try not to him, uh, and I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on him. Okay, this will uh, activate a attack of opportunity for this one. That's fine. Which he misses, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Alright, if I remember what I gotta do for Cure Wounds. Uh... It's, a, it's a D8 plus your spellcasting modifier. It's 1D8 at first, and then 2D8 yeah, at second. Yeah, 1D8. Yeah, 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. Yeah. Which is plus four. Yeah. All right. Oh, damn it. Uh, but two plus four, six points, right? Spellcasting modifier has no effect there. Yeah, yeah, that. Six points of healing. All right, so Pine, you get uh, brought back up via six points of healing. And huh. after that... Uh, <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, yeah. it's just a giant mecha. And after me. that, I'll use my action to try again. So Cure Wounds is an action. Oh, Cure Wounds is an action? Ah, shit. Yeah. Uh, yep, one action. Damn it! Yeah, I don't know if you... Sorry. Yeah, damn. I, I thought that I could use that as a bonus action, but I that's oh. only for potions, isn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. For yourself, yeah. Potions are a bonus action All right. for yourself. I can still use a cantrip, right? Not unless no. it costs a bonus action. Only if it's a bonus action. <sighs> sorry. Crap, I did not think this well! Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping for attack, but I don't think it is. I was just gonna use Firebolt if anything, but I think... Uh, one action. Nope. Well, I guess that's it then. Because <laughs> you don't have yeah, access to Healing Word, which is a bonus action. Uh, no, I do not. Okay. So, yeah, that's all I can do. All right. No worries. It's your turn. Uh, that one, though, is going to run up. I will say, I will say, if anything, I'll just, like, like have, like, pie behind me, like, kind of, like, yeah. as a defense. It's going to run up and attack you, Alex. So, oh, my God, they cannot hit for anything. So, it runs up, tries to attack you, and misses. It just dings off your enlarged armor now, and just like, ding, 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 and it's just like, ugh. So, back to the top of the round. Pine, you are brought back to life through the uh, energy of your ally. What would you like to do? So, Pine gets up, and in the spirit of Sean's mecha, mm. and all the oh. anime inspiration, Pine doesn't just walk around. He casts Misty Step to teleport behind the red cap. Okay. <laughs> As a bonus action. Mm hmm and it will take two slices with his long sword. All right, go for it. Please. Okay, they both hit. Nice. <laughs> oh, do I pump? Fuck it. I pump a smite into yeah, one of them. Yeah, smite this last guy. So that's... I'm old, but we're going to get some rest before we... <laughs> we'll see. Down there. Yeah. Oh, and I should say the one roll. that blue killed also burst into blood red flames and a, like, iron sharp tooth fell out is the only thing that remains. Okay. So this is going to be 4d8 plus 6. Yeah, let's hope it does it. Why do I don't... Oh. Okay. Uh, it... I believe it should. Okay. Um, What's the total? Let's see here. Hold on. Uno momento, por favor. Uh, so 7, 14, 19... 25 points of damage. Yeah, so Pine, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so Pine just opens up his eyes on the ground... Quickly gets up in a swift motion, disappears in a puff of mist, and appears right behind the red cap as he just recently dinked off of Alex's armor and stabs, burst of radiant energy, pulls out with a spin, and then just chops the head off. Absolutely. And as that chop of the head goes flying, you watch as its body also erupts into blood red flames, leaving behind a single pointed iron tooth. And so, now that that combat is over, 
let's take a quick break. Hey folks, welcome to the uh, the mid-break of this episode. I want to say thank you for waiting uh, on us as uh, currently just wife and I moved to a different state. And uh, it's been a while since I released those last two episodes back to back. And uh, I've been learning a bit more of what to do here. I just learned about uh, audio compression. So yeah, hopefully that makes this episode better audio wise i apologize for not having that before but you know this whole learning process anyway i'm very excited to continue on with this episode and especially the ones coming up next because uh oh boy do we get to see some fun stuff well anyway let's get back to this episode welcome back folks we're back from our break and we lie here no we don't lie here what we're, we're all standing barely. uh we find ourselves yes just barely after being dropped kick by a <laughs> by a, t- a small fight by an angry lawn gnome yeah basically uh you find yourself now in front of the gray lady's cottage uh after defeating the guards um that seem to be guarding the cottage for who knows what reason but you can only imagine uh you look upon the gray lady's cottage and you notice it is quieter it is more melancholy than the last time you were here it seems like weirdly devoid of bright and color the humming and buzzing of pollinators is absent the gate itself is actually bent and off its hinge and it would be swinging probably side to side in some sort of creepy fashion if it weren't already kind of stuck in the ground can i Mm -hmm. uh do a perception check with my large i'm still large okay like look at the horizon yeah you can well you so you can't really like you're not like as large as the trees you're maybe like eight ten feet tall some of these trees are much taller than that but you can at least try and see if you can notice anything from there so yeah okay uh 13 plus perception uh two so 15 15 you make a quick scan around and you don't see anything else that might indicate that anything else is around here or that anything else is more up than what you see before you. All so. right. And then while Alex is uh looking for something, Pine mm-hmm. just goes around and picks up the teeth that dropped from the three little iron caps. teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So do you, uh, Blue kind of says, well, I think we can... Uh, head on in now, if you would like. What? <laughs> I said we could probably head on into the cottage now, if you would like. Oh, okay. And I'm going to drop the large form. <laughs> or, no, I'm not going to call it large. I'm going to call it my mech form. As you shrink your mech form down to uh, your regular human size, uh, you guys head into the cottage of the Grey Lady. Just in case, I'm going to keep my armor on. Absolutely. So... You head on through and the front. Oh, go ahead. Also, just in case, I'm going to pump like 15 of my lay on hands into me. <laughs> Sounds good. So as you head through the front door of the Grey Lady's Cottage, you are inside and you happen to notice it is like tossed and in a mess, but not the organized mess it usually is. Right. But sort of like some like a fight had happened here. And as it happens, you hear like a kicking and a rumbling says, Oh, I found it. Thank goodness. Oh, it's good to see you two again. And Blue, 
good job bringing, finding them and bringing them back. You are much more capable than your father, honestly, any of the members of your house. Welcome back, Pine and Alex. The capable boys turned. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'd imagine Blue here has told you a bit of the predicament we find ourselves in. Yes, she's informed us of what has gone down. Yeah. Yes, yes. It apparently seems that Auntie Iron Hands has was able to find a way to get through the wards of my cottage. <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on one moment. Well, for one thing, you day, say off, just basically off camera. Me and Brian both did like a head tilt. <laughs> we at the we same time. both was like Auntie <laughs> at the same time. Beautiful. I if only we could catch that on a on an audio only entertainment <laughs> yeah. platform. That's why I thought. Oh well. Head. Oh, well. Anyway. Yes, you hear uh, the gray lady say, Auntie Iron Hands. Um, what do you mean by Auntie Iron Hands? <sighs> well, my sister apparently was able to find her way through. Oh, or what did you mean by exactly what? It, who is Auntie Iron Hands? Well, for one thing, I'm trying I... to put sister and auntie together like a family tree. <laughs> Well, he's just he that's just what Alex is thinking. He's like thinking like how does that work? All right, I guess I should explain a bit more in depth. The, and this totally is dissolving Pine's image of Iron Hand being like you know, typical <laughs> big muscly possibly bandit dude. Mm -hmm. And it's just dissolving and he's just like what? <laughs> and now he's just thinking of metal-handed grandma. <laughs> Let, okay, I should come forward. You see, I am siblings with a certain creature, entity that permeates throughout the Fey realm. What What is your knowledge of what a hag is? At least that is a sort of colloquial term for it. Previous campaigns, a lot. But this campaign, 14 on a uh arcana should i make it arcana? can i make it arcana yeah arcana or nature oh my arcana is higher or oh, since no. i'm technically fayish 16 16 Ooh, that's good yeah uh 17 plus 7 so 24 yeah you both book reading <laughs> no uh from like reading stories hags are essentially like sometimes malicious fey uh that are that essentially you know sort of old granny sort of like looking in appearance generally who try to corrupt various individuals to get them to do things that in sort of like try to get them to do acts that seem uh helpful but in end in actuality end up um being twisted in for instance if we want to go with a real world thing look at like Macbeth um trying to do something that he believes to be good and ends up turning out to end in his downfall that's sort of what hags are yes you see i am the well one of the daughters of let's say the eldest of all the mother of all hags and well I, unfortunately, was born without any of this natural flowing of magic, which is why I had to study. I am, obviously, a much longer-lifed individual, 
but also I do not have the more malicious bent that my sisters do, more in line with my mother. But that's a whole nother story. What I'm I going understand. to say... Family that, drama? It, it, yes. Yes, yes, of course. Well, it turns out my sister, Auntie Iron Hands, as she goes by, found an interest in, well, my... The young boy, Siegfried. The, mainly because he is part of my lineage. And so, it seems she was trying to kidnap him with the mean locks before, and apparently now she was able to get through the wards and protections I have on my cottage. Although I don't know how. The only way for that to happen would be if something of hers were to have made it through without my knowing. Thinking. I'm thinking. Did we? Hmm. What? Alex, can you make, let's say, another intelligence or history check for me? All right. Just go over again. You say something of hers? So the only way for these warts to have broken somehow was if something of Iron Hands's mm -hmm. was able to somehow make it through into the cottage without the Grey Lady knowing. Okay. So, Alex, could you make a roll for uh, an intelligence check for me? Intelligence check. Okay. Uh, that's good. 19 plus 4, 23. Alex, you remember after defeating the mean locks, picking up a little iron flat ring-like disc and put it in oh. your pocket. Oh, yeah. And you go to try and search for it now, and it's not there. Oh, no. Uh, well. Uh, hmm. Yes. I like going through. Well, for one thing, I go through my armor down, like mm -hmm. not thinking where it is. I put armor down. I look up through all my pockets, like if I remember where I placed it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is what? The iron disc thing I got for the mean lock. Mean locks. Where is it? Oh, that's oh. how. <laughs> what? My sister is able to take one of her fingernails and transform it down into a little token of sorts, a little iron token that she's able to communicate with her minions or an individual she has taken interest in. So, I see. It seems you must have picked it up after dealing with the mean locks and brought it into my cottage without realizing. Well, that explains how she got through. Fuck. And it took her a whole two to three years to do it, Oh, yeah. I think she was probably waiting for him to be a bit older. Mm. Okay, so I want to know one thing. You said Siegfried's related to you somehow. Is that just because you've been adopted, correct? Does that happen? Oh. Yep. Hold, hold, hold. Sorry. I... Something happened. I froze. Did you guys... Was okay. it just me that froze? Yeah. Yes, it was just you. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were building up suspense there for a second. No, yeah, like... <laughs> I definitely wasn't. Yeah, I, like, everything stopped. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, man. Um, go back. Okay. Sean, last thing I heard you say was something about... I don't... Ba something about... Just his... Just Siegfried's relationship with her. Yes. Is just adoption. Mostly, you're not blood-related. No, we are blood-related. You see... The Duke of the Green Duchy, who is Siegfried's grandfather, is my son. Okay. So, <laughs> I am 
Siegfried's great, great grandmother. I'm trying to get family relationships aside. Okay, but most importantly, what does uh, Iron Hands want with him? That I do not know. I know okay. that, I mean, through my training with him and even just through his own natural ability, Siegfried is even more connected to the natural realm that we inhabit. In, the, in As you saw, he was more in tune with the, the, the energy of the Minlocks. That's why it was transforming him the way it was. So I can only imagine she wants to use that power for some diabolical means, but what that could be, I'm not sure. Out of curiosity, are you familiar with the the father of the duchy? The oh, I'm blanking on his name, damn it. Uh, um, father, father Karth Preston. Only a little bit. Um, all I truly know is that someone had, I guess, hired some bandits to murder my grandson and well i was able to rescue siegfried so he was not going to be killed as well but i imagine you're asking me that is because this father is somehow maybe related to that maybe there's a possibility yes. he's gonna be related to that because just with everything that's going on in duchy with the plague and i was originally thinking of bullet but that's unrelated unless you know anything about bullet all I know is that they were something used with between or created for the war between the giants and the elves. But other than that, I don't know why a bullet would be around the green duchy unless I, I'm not quite sure. Unless it was maybe angered by something. I'm not sure. Well, you happen to find yourself here to help me rescue my great great grandson. Yes, indeed. Um. However, after we are done and we do rescue him, we do have plans to take him back. Well, he is of age now, so I guess I, it's only a matter of time before that was going to happen. I guess I just wasn't expecting it to be as soon, but he's more or less completed his training, and it might be better for him to go back before he gets too much older. So... With that, I'm not entirely sure where my sister is now, but I would not doubt it's probably close to the Palace of Snow Blossoms. Question. Palace? Yes. Are you by any chance familiar with the Sakura spirit? Are you talking about the Prince of Blossoms who you rescued last time you were here? Yes. That's right. I did mention that. Did we talk about that? Yes. Yeah, I saw there, you do it. I'm just quite aware. Is there a possibility that he can help us in some way? He still owes me a favor and a gift, so... I don't know. You'd have to talk to him. I don't know if he'd want to deal with anything with my sister, because I do believe he's had dealings with her before. I would not doubt that she was the one who put him in said flask. Iron flask, iron hand. It makes sense. Yes. Well, I would be able to send iron. you to the Palace of Snow Blossoms, where he resides with his princess but i don't have anything a sort of a tether that could send you there you wouldn't by any chance have anything on you that he gave you before departing do you 
No, he just basically kissed me and then say he, he kissed me a you. Plenty. That's enough. Uh, and you watch <laughs> as the gray lady walks over, grabs amongst us things like I know it's here. It doesn't. Ha, there you are. All right, there, and it brings out a mortar and pestle. It's like, if you don't mind, could you come here for a moment, Alex? Uh, also, <laughs> also, Pine <laughs> Pine picks out like the one abyssal chicken foot he still has and goes, do you need this? No. I know you gave it to me, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, okay. Um, I'll, find, I'll find it. Oh, actually, I did find a use for it if you're uh, interested in knowing. What was the use? I tricked a boggle. Well, I'll definitely write that down in my notes. <laughs> So, yes, Alex, come over here. And she okay. kind of... It's like, so, tell me exactly where the Prince of Blossoms kissed you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think it was on both my cheeks, if I recall. Ah, more than one kiss. Even better. And you watch as she takes both of her hands and, like, put... And, like, almost goes to, like, pinch her cheeks, but instead pulls, like, magic, like, threads from you. And they actually transform into two little, like, uh, cherry blossoms. Says, a kiss is... Often, sometimes, a kiss is more than just a kiss. So, she plops those into the mortar and pestle, and picks up, or into the mortar, picks up the pestle, slams it into the mortar, and you watch as it just starts going and, like, pestling things up all by itself automatically. All right, that ought to do it. If you two would follow me outside. Blue, you as well. I think it'd be best if you accompany them as well. Absolutely, great lady. I should mention one more thing. We, well, I'm not as hurt, but he's hurt, so... Right, I shall uh, deal with that in a moment. First, let's okay, go outside. I may have a couple cracked ribs. <laughs> Understood. Wait, did he drop kick you on the head or something? Or no, right in the I'm... chest. Oh, right, right in the, the chest. chest. Oh, okay. First, let's go outside. So, takes the mortar pestle that is still doing its stuff and sets it on the ground in like the middle of her garden, and um, says, "All right, time to grow." And you watch as the mortar and pestle stops, and then immediately starts to grow in size. Big enough to where it could probably fit two medium-sized humanoid creatures. And it eventually oh. stops pounding and stops like, okay, that's almost done. Looks in. Yes, one more second there. Uh, you're wounded. Yes, let me go. And she runs inside, runs back out. And two, like, bubbling, smoking pots of, like, red liquid. Drink these, both of you. Cool. <laughs> You immediately gain the respite of a long rest through drinking okay. that. So you are healed up, regain all of your spell slots and hit points, whatever you might need. Okay, Whew. that should at least keep you good. I imagine you're probably working, if we're trying to get Siegfried back into the real world, you're probably working on a bit of a time clock. So, a bit. I need you now both to hop within Morty and Pessy, and they will take you to the Palace of Snow Blossoms. All right? right? Okay. Oh, don't get wild. <laughs> we go. Yes. yes, the essence of the kiss that the Prince of Blossoms gave you should, will direct Mortar and Pessy exactly where you need to go. So you get in, you see the, the pestle is starting to just like move up blue. Oh, thank you. The pestle starts like rolling and like move directions like, all right, I wish you two the best of luck and I will see you at the end of your adventure. Good luck. I'm counting on you. And so, 
With that, she slaps the side of Morty, and you watch as this pestle starts lifting up into the air. It The pestle is moving around and finally locks on, and you reach up above the treetops, and you are zoomed forward at an incredibly blinding speed. And it almost feels like as soon as you start, you immediately stop and it lowers down. And as you're going through these trees, you can see, you can feel uh, crisp air and um, beautiful snowflakes and pink fruit blossoms just falling around you. And it is sweet, crisp, refreshing. And you see before you this beautiful uh, palace of like snow and ice and raining, uh, like uh, encircling various different like blossoming fruit trees. And you find yourself before the palace of snow blossoms. And with that, my friends, we're going to end this episode of a work in progress D&D podcast. And next time, we're going to go meet the Prince of Blossoms and his princess, the Princess of Snow. So, bye-bye. Well, that concludes this 11th episode of our podcast. I hope you're excited, because I know I am, to see what the future holds for our players. If you liked this episode, don't forget to like, rate, leave a review, share with a friend, comment, subscribe, all of the above. It really helps us out. You can email us at awipdndpodmail at gmail.com. That's spelled A-W-I-P-D-N-D-P-O-D-M-A-I-L at gmail.com. Once again, that's A-W-I-P-D-N-D-P-O-D-M-A-I-L. Very excited to see and read whatever you send our way. You can also follow us on Twitter at awipdndpod. And AWIP D&D podcast, or however it is on that device app thing. Last but not least, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my brothers for joining in this experiment, and an extra special thank you to my wife, Allie, for her constant support and advice and moving to another state with me and our cats. Um, I've been Eric. And I hope you continue along with us on this adventure, both real and imaginary. That's all for now.